Hi, it's JP. Welcome to Junk Foodies. Today we're going to be talking about non-dairy Chobani coconut-based drink, the mango flavor, noble jerky, sweet barbecue, vegan jerky, and smart sweet sour blast buddies. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Junk Foodies, the podcast where we talk about the foods your parents said would spoil your appetite. Today, my guest is Jesse. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Hi. Thank you for joining us today. So um, I recently did, uh, last week, we did a no nut episode for the nut allergic. Uh, I thought down that vein, we should maybe do an all vegan episode and you happen to be a vegan. Uh, how long have you been a vegan? Um, well, I... I call myself a plant-based okay. diet. Okay. Uh, I try really hard. Okay. But I don't buy animal products. Right. Um, but when I'm out or the odd time, especially um, a lot of wines aren't vegan. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So um, I don't I don't get too hard on myself if I'm okay. out or on special okay. so occasions. You're, you're flexible when you need to be. Yeah. If you're coming over for your families for Thanksgiving, you're not going to offend anyone by saying I refuse to have the gravy or whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For the most part. All right, perfect. Well, I'm going to jump right into it. Um, we're going to start off with the drink. Now, this is a um, coconut-based, almost like a yogurt drink, but uh, with cultured coconut milk instead of yogurt um, from Chobani. And um, let me talk a little bit about Chobani. So some fun facts about Chobani. Chobani was founded in 2005 by Turkish-Kurdish businessman Hamdi Yulakaya. Derived from the Turkish and Persian words for shepherd, Chobani was inspired by Yulakaya's childhood raising sheep and goats and making cheese with his family, and his not being impressed with the thinner mass-produced yogurts available in the U.S. after he immigrated there. In 2005, after seeing an ad for a former Kraft Foods yogurt plant for sale in South Edmiston, New York, Yulakaya bought it with a small business administration loan. He launched the strained yogurt business with the help of a handful of the plant's former employees. His goal was to provide Americans with a more authentic, nutritious, and accessible yogurt. In less than five years after launching, he had realized over $1 billion in annual sales and became the leading seller of Greek yogurt in America. In 2012, the brand opened its second plant in what became the world's largest yogurt facility in Twin Falls, Idaho, with an initial investment of $750 million. The move created approximately 7,000 jobs, and unemployment rates in the region dropped from 6.3% to 2.4%. In 2017, Chobani surpassed, surpassed YoPlay as the number two manufacturer in overall yogurt. Approximately 30% of Chobani's 2,000 employees are legally resettled refugees and immigrants. From humble beginnings, Chobani now has 10 different product lines, including a vegan version made with cultured coconut milk. All right, Jesse, so I'm going to let you give that a taste. Um, on the ingredients list, we have cultured coconut blend. Uh, a bunch of different bacterial cultures, which they use in yogurt, mango, cane sugar, chicory root fiber, water, fruit pectin, natural flavors, uh, and that's about it in terms of concentrated lemon juice, sea salt. So what are you thinking of the non-dairy Chobani mango? Um, it tastes almost exactly like yop. 
Yop, if you okay. know what Yop is. Yeah, so we were talking about this before. I think Yop was a, a YoPlay product, which is interesting considering that Chobani now makes more yogurt than YoPlay does or sells more yogurt than YoPlay does. Uh, like a drinkable yogurt, basically. A drinkable yogurt. It's a bit, it's thinner though than uh, Yop was. Yop was a bit thicker. Yeah. Um, but this is good. Yeah. Um, you can definitely taste the coconut. Uh-huh. Yeah, I thought uh, a little thinner than I thought. I, I was, I had yogurt in my head or like kefir or something like that. And it's, it's a little thinner than that. It's got, it's interesting because it's thin but creamy at the same time. Does that make sense? Like it's got a creamy yeah. mouthfeel, but it's, it's thin like coconut milk is. Um, the mango flavor tastes like, like natural mango, nothing artificial about it. You get a little bit of coconut on the finish. Um, not too bad. Well, and I like that it's got the probiotics in it. Right. So you're getting a, a healthy drink at the same time. Yeah. Now, uh, what's the nutritional label? You have a background in nutrition. What's the nutritional label look like there for you for a product um, as, a, as a treat? It looks pretty good. I mean, right on the bottle, it says no artificial flavors or sweeteners, preservatives, mm -hmm. or GMO. Mm -hmm. And it has a nice little reminder to tear off the label and recycle. Love it. I love it. Yeah, these guys, I, I really enjoyed uh, reading the, the history on these guys, and it just seems like the kind of company you'd feel good about um, supporting, you know, and, and they, they make good products too. I've had their Greek yogurt, which is, is also very good. They, they do that Definitely. very well. Cool. Okay, so that's uh, Chobani, and uh, we're moving next to our savory snack. Noble Jerky. So Urbani Foods Inc. of Port Moody, British Columbia, is a meat company that's been around for three generations and over 50 years. In 2018, they launched Noble. In September, the company held the top three spots of all jerky-style products, outselling even traditional dried meat snacks on Amazon. The company says being in the meat industry for so long gave the Urbani family a grim outlook on the sustainable future of animal-based agriculture. So using the company's expertise in meat drying, the family decided to take plant proteins and create a vegan plant-based jerky product called Noble Jerky. The ingredients of the product are all natural, include non-GMO tempeh, evaporated cane juice, rice vinegar, non-GMO canola oil, sea salt, and spices. This is a quote from the CEO. Sustainable agriculture means providing healthy food to the entire population, and the inefficiencies in raising an animal for food mean it's not feasible to meet this goal going into the future, CEO Claudio Urbani said in a statement. The only way to convince the meat-eating population and slowly reduce our dependence on meat will be to provide alternatives that are identical in taste and texture, and we think noble jerky is a step in the right direction. Alright, so the Noble Jerky Sweet Barbecue flavor. Um, we've tasted them. What do you think, Jesse? Um, well, I have not had regular beef jerky since I was probably a kid. Yeah. Because um, the idea of eating like dried meat that was like on the <laughs> shelf at the 7-Eleven was always a bit odd to me, but this is like a got that um, really like chewy dry texture uh -huh. flavor to it yeah um i think people who ate meat would enjoy this and uh, i personally um enjoy it better than i would regular beef jerky right yeah i uh i am a, a regular meat eater i wouldn't call myself a carnivore or anything but i certainly do eat meat and um, I was surprised at how similar it was in texture 
to a beef jerky product. If you hadn't told me it was non-animal, I wouldn't have guessed it. I might have guessed it was something other than beef. I might have thought, oh, maybe it's pork or um, maybe turkey jerky or something like that. Um, but uh, quite tasty. It um, looks like jerky. The texture's like meat. The taste uh, was a little sweeter than I expected, and, and I did get the sweet barbecue, so I guess I was asking for that. Um, had kind of a, um, a sweet ketchup-y uh, note to it, but then you're also getting the little bit of the um, the salt, a little bit of the spice, and um, a little smokiness in there too. So all in all, not too bad. And um, I, somebody else that uh, tasted it with us, who's not on uh, on mic right now, said that it reminded them of pulled pork. And I definitely agree with that assessment of it. Like it has that uh, pulled pork kind of sweet and savory thing going on, as well as the um, the texture of uh, something a little more toothsome than than soy protein. It's uh, it's surprising to me. Yeah, and I'm gonna bet that the sodium content is way less in this than a regular beef jerky. Probably. What's the what's the sodium it's looking like? Four twenty milligrams, which is still getting up there, but yeah. um, that's for half the package. Right. Yeah, and I think in general when you do a, a dehydrated meat product that sodium they do have to ramp it up because that is a preservative as well so yeah they probably would have a little more flexibility with this um with uh with it being a non-animal product you don't have to worry about the, the level of spoilage that you'd have to be concerned about um with meat um just looking up on google here the 100 grams of beef jerky has over 2,000 milligrams of sodium so this is a 70 gram package and for the whole package it's about 800 so yeah i think that does come in at, at less sodium so a, a healthy uh product as well in terms of if you're watching things other than your uh, animal product intake okay so that's the uh the jerky now tell me in general jesse are you a sweet or a savory person uh definitely savory okay and um when you were growing up what was your most common after school snack after school snack, um, growing up being like a, in the 90s yeah. generation, <laughs> I feel like our pantry was always stocked with the like fruit roll-ups. Okay. Or like the... Um, the healthy choice. Yeah, dunkaroos. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so if I got home before my mom, there's always those as an option. Otherwise, um, also tomato soup was a big one. Okay. Interesting. And were you uh, a grilled cheese and tomato soup fan or just tomato soup on its own? Yeah, dipped, grilled cheese dipped into right. the tomato Right. Oh, it soup. has to be, right? Has to be. Awesome. Okay. And what's your now, uh, your favorite treat? What's the your indulgence that you really like, um, vegan or otherwise, that you, if you want to indulge, what's your favorite treat? I do chips. Chips. I'm a chip person. Okay. Like and favorite pickle. brand? Favorite dill pickle chips. Dill okay. Pickle. Interesting. Okay, cool. Um, well, let's uh, let's talk about our sweet product for today, which is coming to us from Smart Sweets. Smart Sweets. At 23 years old, Tara Bosch purchased a gummy bear mold, dropped out of college, and set to experimenting in her kitchen to create a sweet treat that was satisfying, but without the high levels of sugar that she'd seen firsthand had negative effects on her own health. Her belief that you could have candy that was enjoyable and you could feel good about eating propelled her in success and in less than a year she was being sold across Canada. 
Recently, she's used her ability to network and seek for opportunities to expand into the U.S. market. Her products promise that they are free from sugar alcohols, free from artificial colors, free from artificial flavors, non-GMO, and gluten-free. As well, she has several varieties that are completely vegan. Okay, Jesse, so we've got the Smart Sweet Sour Blast Buddies. I guess these are supposed to be uh, their version of a Sour Patch Kid. Um, a little thicker than the Sour Patch Kid, almost like a, looks almost as thick as a gummy bear, but a little bit smaller. Um, but it's got that kind of gummy bear day glow colors with the um, sour stuff on the outside. Now you've tried some of those. What do you think of them? Uh, the candy flavor is definitely there. Mm -hmm. They're a bit chewier than uh, your typical like five cent candy. Right. The flavor, I would say, is like right on. Okay. Yeah, I thought that, um, again, didn't really know what I was getting into. It isn't soft like a gummy bear. It's a little more toothsome, maybe more like a, you know, like a Swedish berry or, or a wine gum or something like that. Um, it definitely has that sweet and sour. Um, looking at the nutritional label, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. Like in this entire bag, it's a 50 gram bag, three grams of sugar, 28 grams of fiber. So super high in fiber. Um, so it's almost like a, a sweet fiber supplement, which is uh, pretty great if you want to treat and you don't want to do something too bad for you. The whole bag has 80 calories. Uh, main ingredient, soluble fiber from tapioca, chicory root fiber, rice flour, uh, a couple of different citric acids, fruit and vegetable juice for color, coconut oil, spirulina extract, stevia leaf extract, and carnauba wax. Um, so pretty great that they can kind of give a product to those vegans who might enjoy gummy candies but don't like the idea of gelatin, well, that they can create a product that uh, addresses their needs. It's almost impossible to find candy um, right. that doesn't have gelatin in it, so... Yeah, I I went looking for, uh, you know, vegan sweets. And again, I, I could have gotten just a vegan chocolate bar or something, but I wanted something that was actually an alternative to existing stuff out there. And uh, it was a challenge. It wasn't the, uh, the easiest thing to find. So I imagine it's better than it was probably when you started eating plant-based. Definitely. There's more options now than there were. But um, yeah, overall, I think that's that's a winner. And I mean, good for her. She's 23 years old. And well, I think she's... A little older now but um the fact that she took that risk and it's paying off big time um that's that's awesome she was also on uh that show what's it called dragon's den or okay. shark tank one of those one of them business pitch shows and she was on that and i don't know if they ended up helping her out or not but oops i didn't do all my research anyway that uh is our sweet section uh, a couple more questions for you what snack do you like at or during movies Oh, popcorn. Popcorn? Popcorn, for sure. Yeah. And are you, uh, like, are you going to the movies or eating uh, at home or both? Uh, Netflix binge watching. Okay. Okay, yeah. so you're making your own popcorn. Yeah, and I really like to put nutritional yeast on the popcorn. I've heard that gives it kind of like a, like a cheesy flavor, right? Yeah, it's like a okay. savory. Okay. Yeah. And do you do anything uh, in terms of like a butter, uh, like an olive oil or? Coconut oil. Coconut oil. Coconut oil. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I will have to give that a try. Um, do you have any favorite seasonal snacks like around Christmas or Thanksgiving or Halloween? Uh, right now, anything kind of pumpkin. Okay. So you would have been a, a good one to have on my pumpkin spice episode. Actually, it's funny. I, um, there was a product I almost got for the beverage, uh, section of this. That's a, it's a bottled, um, cold brew coffee and they have almond milk, 
rather mm-hmm. than, so it's like a latte, but they use almond milk instead of, um, you know, dairy. And they had a pumpkin spice flavor and I would have gotten it, but it only came in like a two liter jug. And I thought, <laughs> if I don't like that, I'm stuck with so it. So I got the little Chobani, but um, keep an eye out for that. I saw it at Sobeys, the pumpkin spice almond latte. Okay. Um, because can you get like a pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks without any no. animal products? No, you it comes with dairy. You can get the like milk alternatives, but they're pre- like they're mix. It's like a pre-mix right. milk products. And right. But okay. most, like a lot of the independent cafes do their own little twist. Right. Sure. Yeah. It's kind of a popular flavor. Well, that's definitely a seasonal snack this time of year. Um, do you have any odd combinations or snacks or treats that you like that you consider to be unusual? Um, I don't think it's unusual, but I think like I make a pudding, which is really like popular and well-known in like the plant-based or vegan community. And yeah. Ripe avocados, and then you put like your like agave or stevia or maple yeah. syrup with okay. some cocoa, and you make like a chocolate pudding. Oh, interesting. But if you tell people it's avocado pudding before you give it to them, people will not eat it. Right. Their <laughs> their bias is already coming into play. So I, I can imagine that being good. Like I've had at a Vietnamese restaurant, I had an avocado shake, and that might sound weird, like an avocado milkshake, but it's creamy. And if you have a little bit of sweetness in there, and I imagine the chocolate probably covers any of the flavor of the avocado, it probably yeah. just tastes like a really rich chocolate kind of moussey thing, right? Exactly. People cool. people never never know. Or like how much the chickpea liquid is used in vegan baking. I've heard about that as well. I've heard they're, they're starting to use it in cocktails as well because I guess it froths up really great. Um, there's some cocktails that use egg white yeah. uh, to give it that frothiness. And, um, yeah, I've heard that, uh, what's that called? Agua Faba? Yeah. You can make meringues out of it. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. Cool. Okay. And finally, if you were having a last meal, what snacks would be there? Um, just all the carbs. (laughs) All the carbs. So all those dill pickle potato chips. Yeah. Some sort of like poutine. Yeah. Gotta throw like pasta in there. Right. (laughs) Awesome. Cool. Well, um, if you want to reach us here at Junk Foodies, you can catch us on Twitter at Junk Foodies Pod or at, by email at junkfoodiespod at gmail.com. Our message today comes from Soraya in Spokane, Washington. She says, until very recently, I couldn't stand the taste of anything with coconut in it. And that's appropriate for this episode. Due to a bad experience I had as a kid going on an all-inclusive vacation and drinking virgin pina coladas until I puked. Oh, man. Um, Are there any foods you've binged on that have made you avoid that flavor going forward? Um, I'll give you time to think about that. I think for me, um, gosh, I'm trying to think if I have any. Well, I remember once uh, going to a a friend's birthday party and they had, uh, not too dissimilar from Soraya's story, they had um, mango margaritas. And I drank um, some pretty strong ones, probably about four of those. And then their red wine was flowing at dinner. And uh, my alcohol tolerance is not the greatest. So I'm I'm definitely not an Olympian level drinker. And uh, it all, well, I don't have to finish the rest of that story, but let's just say the flavor of tequila and the flavor of mango for a while, I was uh, very, very adverse to. What about you, Jesse? 
Um, mine's gonna have to be an alcohol-based drink. Yeah. Yeah, I can't drink rum. Rum. I'm not a rum person. <laughs> and that was due to a bad experience with uh, daiquiris or something a like that. A couple bad. Experiences. Oh, a couple of bad. Oh, so it took you a while to learn. Years. Yeah. So a little bit of a slow learner. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I get that. I, I can definitely uh, uh, feel your pain there. Okay, great. Well, thank you again, Jesse, for uh, letting me take up some of your personal time today. I really appreciate it. Um, before we get going, let's give these things some ratings. I almost forgot about that part. So one star wouldn't pick it up again. Two stars, I'd seek this out again. And three stars, oh my God, this is amazing. I want more now. Let's start with the Chobani coconut yogurt drink. What would you give that? So I feel like without knowing the backstory about it or anything about the company, I'd be a two. Okay. But because... I want to love this company so much. I'm, I'll probably be like a little salesperson. For so I'll be converting other people into threes. Okay, wow. So we went from two to three just like that. So they got extra points for their, um, their uh, interest in the environment and social justice causes and supporting refugees and that kind of thing. I really, I really uh, enjoyed reading that story and I, uh, I only put a little bit of it. I encourage you to look at their website or read their Wikipedia page because the guy just sounds like a really neat guy and it's great that he's a, a positive immigrant story at a time when, you know, we don't always hear that um, from people coming from these war-torn countries and, and trying to make a better life for themselves. Um, on the next, the Noble Jerky, uh, what do you give that? Um, I This flavor, probably mm -hmm. wouldn't pick it up again, right. but I'm interested to try their other flavors. Their other flavors, okay. So probably a two. A two, okay. And, um, <laughs> and the Smart Sweet uh, Sour Buddies. Um, well, I like these. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm eating these ones all the time, but right. I do need to go try the other vegan. This has opened the door has, for so you, yeah. Yeah, she has nice. vegan gummy bears as well. I When I went looking, these were the only ones they had that were the vegan kind. So she has vegan and non-vegan uh, options in both. So um, yeah, definitely let me know if you uh, try those gummy bears, how they are. I think I'll keep an eye out for them too, because man, I'm trying to limit uh, carbs and sugar in my diet. And three grams of sugar for a pack of candy is... That's almost unheard of. And 28 grams of fiber, that's almost like an entire day's worth of fiber. It, in it is. Candy. It's 100%. That's amazing. So good for her. Uh, very impressive lady. We had a couple of really impressive folks uh, behind our junk food today. So that's that's really cool. It's not just these huge conglomerates like you know Hershey's and Mars, etc. In terms of me, I'd give the uh, non-dairy uh, mango drink, I'm going to give it a two and a half stars um, for the noble jerky. Uh, better than I thought, a little sweet. So like you, I probably wouldn't pick up that flavor again, but I wouldn't mind trying some of their other flavors uh, and checking out what they have there. Um, so I'd probably give that a, a two stars. And the candy, uh, I'm going to give that a, a three stars. I think it's um, it tastes like a sweet. It doesn't taste like health food, but it has the nutritional profile of a health food. So, um, you know, you get to have your, your sweets. You get to have your cake and eat it too, uh, so to speak. Uh, with that, I thank you again for your time, Jesse. I really appreciate it. Hope to have you again on the podcast in the future. Maybe we'll do another vegan round uh, at some point. And uh, as a wise man once said, do everything in moderation, including moderation. Have a great day, everybody.